Hello and welcome to the Supercoach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Savage, and we're here today for a special podcast series, getting to know your favorite Supercoacher. This is going to be a podcast series where we get to know your favorite Supercoaches and what better guests to kick it off with than the OG, Michael Laddard. How are you, Mikey? Yeah, good, mate. I always love talking about Supercoach, and this time, a bit of a different episode. I think it'll be a bit of fun, so yeah, I hope people listening uh, enjoy it. I think during the Supercoach episodes, we try and we do try and get off on a tangent sometimes, just so you can show our personality sometimes, but I think this is the perfect avenue to do it, and uh, for a long time, we've wanted to branch out from Supercoach, and I think this is the perfect starting block for it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I think so. I'm not sure what I'm in for, but um, yeah, keen to talk either way. Uh, well, you've so got some notes there that yeah, you kind of know seen. what I'm going to ask, <laughs> but not really. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to go on left on a tangent sometimes and throw some curveballs at you. But firstly, Supercoach World, um, we we started this podcast, the Supercoach Experience. It started as the Mike and Sav show. Yeah. Uh, at the time, Mikey and Emma on 96.1 were big, and I think... That's kind of where we thought it flowed well, just Mike and Savs. And we kind of copied that a bit, but we started in the uh, Supercoach Addicts page by doing live streams. What, what, what's your recollection of that one? Yeah, no, so I, I remember it quite well. So I guess let's go back to the start of Supercoach. We got into it. Oh, we, we, we live together. I've seen your notes. We're going to cover oh, that well, later. Yep. Yeah, but we won't, we won't go into the depth. But that's kind of where I was playing Supercoach at the time. And I got everyone I was living in, with into watching it because we'd watch every game of footy. And we got into it through that. And I remember through getting in and talking about, you know, Supercoach, we heavily got addicted. And... Um, from there, yeah, we we kind of got into into the podcasting. We got into all these pages, and well, like there wasn't too much podcast out there at the time. It was really just Tom Sanks's thing, and yeah, his kind of podcast. So realistically, that's why it was a different time back then. I do want to say we were the first, but I can't definitely say that. We were one of the first. We I think, were one yeah, of the first. Like Barnsley's one was out there, but there wasn't many people doing it and streaming it out there because back then that technology really wasn't available, was it? Yeah, it, it was weird because like we're live streaming in the Facebook groups and then all of a sudden it turned into – I don't even remember the minute it turned into a to podcast. A podcast. Like, nah. I remember um, – I, I remember – in my spare room at my old house, jerseys up on the wall. Yeah. The infamous, uh, uh, there was a time where we were live streaming into a Facebook group and my brother comes storming in and gets says, get my fucking jersey off the wall. <laughs> so there, there was a bit of comedy to it. So it was kind of like an open skit house really and we kind of just stemmed from there and then it got to a point where me and you were the more serious super coaches out there because we used to do it with Krabsy and Josh yep. and we were the more serious ones about it. And I, yeah, I don't remember it ever turning into a podcast. I don't remember it was more so I think through Skype and that we just started to do it because yeah. with a lot of the hate we got, there was also a lot of positive where people were actually listening because – We've always kind of performed well in Supercoach, so then people that were struggling, example, or not struggling, but people like Tim, you know, we, we know his story. Like, well, yeah, yeah, he's going to be one of our future episodes. Yeah. So, we'll so get people, into that. so it all pieced together. It'll be kind of like a season and a bit of a plot twist and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. But um, from yeah, I guess from there we kind of really branched off and. We, we never ever did it as a thing to make money or nothing like that. It was just like a hobby and a bit of fun because like all of you guys listening, uh, you know, especially if you're the super coach players listening, like, you know, it's 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 kind of like a virus. Like 
I can't stop. I'll never stop. I remember when I got into, you know, started dating my partner, um, I, I warned her uh, <laughs> about my problem. I said, hey, look, I've got a footy problem. I'm not willing to miss any games. I will never, ever miss a Penrith game. And I play super coach and it controls half of my life. Well, I didn't do that when <laughs> I got with my partner. So uh, I think that's where I went wrong. <laughs> my partner kind of still expects me to be around when the footy's on and pay attention to her. But um, uh, she, oh, Don't get me wrong. I still get in, <laughs> I get in trouble still, but I set the standard from the yeah. start. And like, uh, yeah, I've got a problem. I know I have a problem, but I'm not willing to fix it because I love it. So, and yeah, I guess from there, we both shared the same passion and we created this kind of brand now. We got lucky. Uh, one of our mates on there won it. And we seem to poll and do pretty well right now. And just to get to where we are now and having 5,000 followers on Facebook, like I tell some people like I know at work and they go, they, they can't believe we've got something. <laughs> like it's not that bouncy, but it's it's something cool. It's it's, it's enjoyable. Like it's it, smart. It doesn't feel like it was that hard. Like um, it, there, there is a lot of work into it, but it doesn't feel like work at yeah, all. Yeah. Um, I guess like one of our first episodes, like we we've come a long way. I've, oh, I've got to say that. Um, a long way. But this isn't a super coach experience episode. We will get into all the nitty gritty of that. But Mikey Maltese, how old are you? And oh. uh, tell me a bit about yourself growing up. So yeah, I'm 29 years old. I know probably people listening. I don't. I'm watching. I I don't really look like I'm 29 years old. Yeah, just turned 29 not too long ago. Uh, Australian. Maltese and Pommy background. Mum's born in England. My dad's born here, but um, have a bit more to do with my Maltese side because I've got a pretty big family. Um, and just growing up, I learn a lot of, you know, just being around them. They're, they're still very rich in their culture. And, um, yeah, been to Malta twice, heading back to Malta in two more weeks. So, um, yeah, 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 love it, man. Growing up, uh, obviously... You know, I can't speak Maltese, which sucks, but growing up, it was a bit like that due to um, my mum's obviously, you know, not Maltese. So because of that, you know, it stemmed me and I never really learned that side of things. So, um, but yeah, I'm one of three, brother also, uh, one brother, one sister. And yeah, pr- pretty standard lifestyle. Yeah, grew up in... Uh, Basically, Plumpton. Plumpton? And yeah, yeah, like I was Glen Denning, but just you don't know Glen Denning, Plumpton. And yeah, then when I was about 12, moved around to St. Clair. And realistically, St. Clair is a place that I realistically you know, grew up in. How'd you get into footy? Because, like, as a Maltese family, soccer is usually yeah. the, the main sport. Yeah. And, like, when I met you, which we'll get into, like, no one else loved footy, but no one else liked footy. And you were just obsessed with it. Yeah, so I got obsessed from a young age. Um, as I said, like, you know, I, I'm, both my parents aren't from Malta. My dad was born here. So I, the Maltese side wasn't massive at home. It was mo- more so because of my grandparents. But um, my uncle was a big Penrith fan. Uh, he was a Penrith member and he used to always go to the games. And one day, you know, he's like, oh, let's go to Because my parents didn't put me into footy when I was four or five, nothing like that. They put me into swimming. So realistically... <laughs> My dad wasn't a big footy fan. Uh, he is now because of myself. <laughs> and my mum was a big footy fan. When I was actually born, is a, a little, an interesting one for you, Penrith versus Canberra uh, in the grand final. And I was dressed in green and in Canberra stuff. Oh, my God. But, um, <laughs> you know, that, that green is my favourite colour. But, but uh, yeah, become a Penrith supporter. Um, but, yeah, mum was pretty big into footy, but I didn't get into it because my uncle used to take me to the Penrith games. And I just I remember going young and that just got me into it. And I loved it. And... Uh, it was like the first thing I really got into, so I obsessed over it. Like I was that bad where 
I was printing off Microsoft Word like sheets of all the um, players like photos that you get off the internet and then I'd take them down to the game get them to sign oh each my one God. <laughs> I've got um, eight years worth of footy cards I've got like signed like a Cameron Smith bobblehead sign like, I was I was crazy crazy into it and like it's got to the point where it was all I was into so I was studying it like, <laughs> I, I could name every side 1 to 17 and then I could name the New South Wales Cup side and the Holden Cup side and Realistically, that's why when we got the super coach, I was like, oh, this is perfect for me. <laughs> perfect. But yeah, that's that's kind of how I got into it. Well, footy. it's funny because until super coach happened, I, I wasn't like that at all. Yeah. I'm probably like that a bit more now, oh, now but huh, like, yeah. I feel like you were obsessed with it. Yeah, like, 100%. It, even the New South Wales Cup back then was, it was more prestigious than it kind of is yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And the, the jersey flag and all that, like, it was it was awesome. Like, I used to watch all grades and I didn't have Fox at the time, too. So realistically, I was listening to the radio. <laughs> Like, when it wasn't a Channel 9 game, I was listening to every game on the radio, and I remember always pushing it. Like, it was me, like, pushing Dad, and then eventually, because of how hard I was into it, Dad got us my first uh, Penrith membership. I oh, that was the greatest. <laughs> like, and back then, too, that's why I'm not one of those bandwagon fans. Like, I got into them around 2002-ish. Yeah. So I got into them right when they won that grand final, and then after that, we we sucked for a long time. Like, <laughs> And all you, the, you oh, stuck by them. You were... Yeah, never ever Unlike once some wanted others. to turn the table, but that's why we're now we're we're a great club at the moment. I'm not one of those bandwagon fans. Like I've, I've I deserve to to see my my team yeah. with some success. It's it's awesome because we went through years where we just were mud every year. We're battling from the wooden spoon, and our glory from that 0-3 grand final was over fast, mm. and we just I, it was painful. And I, I've I've been going to games since like. Easily like 04, 05. And like I've, I've seen a lot of the team go, and just to kind of what it is now, every game packs out no matter who it is. Oh, it's, it's awesome. I know it's hard to kind of say it from the outside, but like during them tough periods, was was it hard to support them? It was, but I loved them that much. That is just, you know, <laughs> I, I picked, I stayed loyal by my side. That's my team. And yeah. no matter what, uh, I just used to ride. And I remember back in school, like it was big with all my mates in school, Jake being one of them. Um, who's obviously on our podcast. Um, well, we used to hang out a lot and um, we'd all have different teams. One would go for the Roosters, Jake would go for the Sharks. And when we used to play those teams, when we lose, I used to hate it because I used to give people shit and I'd get it back. And <laughs> I remember going to school and I was always like, I dreaded it because I'd cop it from Jake when the Sharks would beat Penrith. And uh, I used to take a tie. Like literally, even now to this day, I'm still like that. Like when Penrith lose, uh, Ash, my partner, leaves me alone. Because <laughs> I, I don't take the losses well. Like I just, it, it controls my mood sometimes, yeah. which is crazy. Like that's why lucky they're winning a lot. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, it does. And when I was younger, like it, it realistically would control the way I feel, which is crazy. But that's, that's how it <laughs> I, I've never been that passionate about a side. I, yeah. th- I think that's why, like, uh, you changed. Uh, I've, I've changed. <laughs> I've, ch- I've changed a few times, but uh, like having that passion for a side, I wish I could have that. Yeah. I, I've got it for my Supercoach side and my players, like my Tommy yeah. Trebojeviches and stuff. But I think, like that, that's just—it's the ultimate Supercoach player, isn't it? Like yeah. someone passionate about their club and stuff. And it, it's good you can split your brain super coach wise and your team wise because like I've seen teams out there who you can tell if they go for like the Broncos or yeah. something they 
load up their side. I know you kind of... You I get, did at the start. You, you'll get in Hosking. You'll get in, like, the yeah, Clearies and stuff. Yeah, that all makes sense. But in yeah. the, back in the day, I remember I used to have I had Michael Jennings, Michael Gordon. Like, <laughs> or I had Alexa, because that's how it was. And then yeah. I started to realise, and then when you learn how to play the game, I learn how to separate my heart from my head. And I know a lot of the serious players, they, they know how to do it. It's tough, but yeah. it's handy when the team's performing well because it's, it's fun going and watch the games live. And mm. you've got a lot of these players. That's what's so good about owning Cleary. I know yeah. everyone else is, but it's always enjoyable going down there watching it. Because nine times out of ten, you've got the armband on him. Yeah. You've got the something <laughs> on him. So uh, it's, it's enjoyable. It's good. You had the armband on him last weekend. Their life? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was. And I was fuming because um wasn't – I'm not going to blame anyone else, but I was I was not captaining him. I, I wasn't going to do it. And um, kind of spoke to Timmy and Hads, and they got me ready for it. And <laughs> it was going to be a big game by him. Before yeah. he got injured, it was going to be a big game yeah, by him. Yeah, it was. I was going to take the safe option in VC. But because of the position I'm in and a bit behind, I want to make the bold yeah. moves. And it, it didn't work out for me. But I still still went up in the rankings. Well, I had a good week still. Well, I don't know when this is going to be released uh, officially. So I guess um, – talking about that week people might get confused about it so we'll move on from that but um you you're as passionate now as you were when i first met you yeah um with super coach and footy you got me into super coach and can you tell me about like how you, you got your other friends into super coach because i remember it was a long drag for you like you it, it took some convincing to start me doing Supercoach. Yeah. I know this sounds crazy, but I reckon I've easily convinced about 50 people to play Supercoach. Like, honestly, like, I've convinced so many people, and I think that's why I get messaged about so many times. Like, when people <laughs> in their first seasons, like, by friends and friends that know I play Supercoach, message me for advice and, like, about 10 or 20, like, sometimes a week and, like, every now and like, heaps of people, to, which, which I, I love about it. Like, it's literally, I've made so many friends from it and getting people into it. It's just as my, how passionate I am about it. That's all I think about. It's all I talk mm. about. All on the weekends, it's, no matter what activity I'm doing, whether I'm it's, I'm at a party or I'm going out or at dinner, I've always, like, have to check on it. <laughs> it controls in a sense. So, like, obviously, I go out with my friends and none of my friends are into footy. So yeah. I used to hang out with you guys and we're always big into footy. But the friend group I have now, there's 20 of us. And I think out of the 20 of us, there's maybe six of us that are hard into the footy. Mm. So... To and that took it. some convincing yeah. as well, didn't it? I used to talk about footy so much to them. And uh, my brother started to get back into the footy. I'd take him to games and then they started doing it. I just thought, download the app. Just download the app. <laughs> I explained these. I talk about it a lot. Got them to do that. And when they started doing it, they're going, oh, this is awesome. Because realistically, playing super coach makes footy so much more enjoyable. Oh, yeah. To people that have a big footy brain, and this might be people that aren't playing super coach, if you know your footy, get into super coach because it's one way where you can use what you've learned and put it towards something. Like yeah. realistically, you could have that one breakout year and you could be like Timmy and win the 50 grand. And even if you don't, like it doesn't matter. It's it's enjoyable. And I feel like, you know, I, I, I used to watch every game no matter what, but I more so like to watch every other game. Like we all know, like, you know, you might be versus an example, the Roosters and you've got James Tedesco and he scores against your own club. Everyone around the stadium will be like booing, but you'll be there going, <laughs> which is, you know what I mean? Like, which, which is, happened which is, on the weekend. <laughs> which is crazy. I'd never ever used to do that before Supercoach. I, I, I feel like it's, it's converted a lot of super, uh, like fans of clubs into uh, into people who don't support their own clubs sometimes because they've got like four players from one side yeah. and their team's doing shit. Like, it's so hard well, to... I feel like it's got people to watch more than the one oh, game. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like, they've uh, got to invest more time in it, right? Uh, more time and money in... To super coach, don't you reckon? Because yeah. I feel like there's 150,000 super coaches, 
and they're all hardcore fans of yeah. rugby league. Yeah, sometimes I don't think they understand. Like you know, you know, when you really strip it back and you talk about these kind of topics, you can kind of see like the impact it does have. Um, you know, both good and bad. Because as I said, like I wouldn't be the only one. There's some ones where the super coach side, like footy, would control. Yeah, their you know mood and which is shit. But like you know, I just try and. Just try and have fun with it. Like it's it's a bit it's it's so much fun, man. Like it's a way of you you're watching something, but also there's like like I love anything with strategies. Like my whole life, I like things that are challenging and something where I can like you know like a bit of a game plan. It's also why I'm a very big fan of Survivor because that whole game is strategy. So you know, and that's why it's you know you can use and apply those kind of skills. It is kind of like a TV show and a series, isn't it? It's it's kind of like you've got to. Go through the bad to come out the other end really yeah. good, and like you go through your highs and your lows, and it's yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fun, Super Coach. And you got me into it, you got me hooked, and um, I think my wife will hate you forever for yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, but like think about it through that. Like obviously, our we stopped hanging in the same friend group in a sense, and realistically, without Super Coach, we might not be still as close as it's we true. are now. So it's true. It's yeah, it's it's, it's crazy how it's, that works. But I remember with you, it was persistent. I eventually got you into doing it, and once you started to work out how it worked, because as I said, we. We're always around the TV, watching footy on our weekends, and we just have different friends over. And we're doing that. That was our pastime, man. And I guess that's why it was perfect to get everyone there into it. I ranked in the top thousand the year after you convinced me, yeah. and I was like, I thought I was god. Like I thought I was <laughs> yeah. the, the best super coach ever. But I think when you follow like an algorithm and like buy plan and stuff, it, it's not that hard most years. But going back to do you remember how we met? Yeah, I do. Um, so, uh, Crabsy, who I just mentioned before, he was one of the original guys we did the live streams with. Um, I've become uh, good friends with him through, uh, so we used to go to the same high school, different years, but uh, we worked together at Macca's, and that's how we basically become best friends. Uh, it was his 18th birthday party, and uh, it was most of the guys, you know, a few guys from work, and mostly guys from his year in school, and we went to that, I went to that, I was, yeah, I think I was like 17 or something at the time, and mm. you were there. And I remember that was the first time I met you. And like from the moment I met you, bro, we, we just clicked. Because <laughs> at the same time, I was really good mates with uh, our mate Lockie. Yeah. And through him, he was really good mates with you. You basically yeah. grew up with him. So because I was really close with him, like me, it was basically us two and Lockie hanging out that whole party. And then we, yeah, we, we got on from that moment, I remember. It's funny, uh, like these days, you meet someone that, some of your friends are friends with, but you feel like you already know them anyway, just because of like social media and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like that's what it was back then, but it, there was no social, hardly nah. any social media back yeah, then. I knew your brother before but, I knew yeah, you. But, I knew Nick. But, but like, I knew all the names that, like the Michael Laddards and stuff before I'd ever met anyone. Yeah, but word of mouth, like, oh, this guy's mad. Yeah. We're hanging out with him. Like, you always knew, like, your friends who they were hanging yeah, out with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even to this day, it's the same but, thing. But yeah, I remember it too. You'll really little yeah I was you, you were like I legit thought you were 13 and then you started oh. speaking you're like he had exactly the same voice as he has now yeah yeah I always used to like a lot of people would convert my voice to Darren Lockyer because I, <laughs> I was very croaky and I was this little guy couldn't grow facial still can't but I yeah had no facial I always looked back I looked at other like, bro I look so young so you did mention uh, m- multiple friend groups as well mm-hmm. um, you've kind of it's kind of been weird in the teen years because like it, everyone grows up. Everyone like jumps friend groups and stuff. Mm. Obviously, we've stayed friends, but we were in a friend group and that kind of split up, kind of. Yeah. How 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 did you see it from your point of view? Yeah, it was like you go through different points in your life because I went to so from the high school I went to after I was like 
I realistically, because I was working all the time, my main friends become my Macca's friends. So I really stopped. Like, I didn't t- carry any of my high school friends with me after. Like, still, like, friendly with some of them. And, like, example, Jake went to a different high school and everyone's all like, I stopped being, fr- like, not stopped being friends, but I didn't hang out with them. I usually your friend group after school. Yeah. So usually says mine didn't. It was my Macca's friends. And because I was working with Crabsy, my group after school were you guys. Yeah. That happened. Got to a point where. Oh, well, the things I wanted to do, like I was 18, I wanted yeah. to party and I felt like what everyone else was doing, we're just watching sport, going to the tab. I was like, I felt 40. That's how it felt at the time. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I was a bit of an awkward in between because like yeah. my brother was best mates with one of the guys we live with yeah. and then he just wanted to stay home, you wanted to party and they hated that. And like, Yeah, and it used to come through a bit of problems. Like, like I hold nothing against any of those. No, guys, no, no. We're still uh, mates uh, with Yeah, them. yeah. It made me who I was in a way, but it got to the point where um, my brother's mates were going to a festival and like obviously, you know, my brother's mates and he, my brother said to me, just, he wasn't 18 at the time, he goes, you want to go to that festival? Go. So uh, Crabs actually come with me. We went, we went to this festival um, there was Future Music Festival we went and I had the time of my life. Like it was the best and I never ever got along with my brother's friends. Like yeah. my best mates now were enemies at one point and yeah. I went there, they dropped all and I had the best time and they just, they, they had a good time and they and they kept inviting me out and from that we ended up, uh, you know, for one point we took over the house. <laughs> there was oh, a house. Jesus. We <laughs> house parties. Like, I'm telling you, that was one of the funnest times of my life. Yeah. And you were always a good sport about it. But I, we kind of took over that house and from, from like that one time that Brad did, um, which is my brother, sorry for the, <laughs> my brother Brad. Um, yeah, we I hung out with them, and ever since then, that become my main friend group. Yeah, it's, that was about eleven years ago, and to this day, I still hang out with all those guys. Yeah, so. and uh, I feel like if you have siblings, you're f- your friends with uh, one of them has friends, and they all kind of gel together. Like, like, like you, you probably, yeah, you're you probably made same. friends with people that have come into the group as well, and it's kind of like me with my brother. He's friends with all my friends as well, so it's. It's pretty crazy how yeah, you grow up hating your brother, being like, "Fuck, no, I don't want to hang out with him." And then, yeah, yeah. me and Brad, like, yeah, we didn't used to get along. Like, we we didn't get along really well, and it, it was most of it was my fault because like, I was pretty like I didn't like sharing friend groups. I never <laughs> used to like it because he used to hang out with us too. Yeah, and, but I didn't really like it. I didn't like sharing friends, and then I realized, and then like a bit of a hypocrite now, like <laughs> doing you know sharing with his friends, but or like you know it's ten eleven years now, but it's it's funny how you kind of hop and yeah. change in different things, but. Feel pretty settled now. <laughs> yeah, no, pretty good. So you talk about that house. We've got to talk about the house. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so story. I think it was it was probably six to twelve months after I turned eighteen. Were you eighteen yet? Yeah, yeah. I, I was. I was eighteen. So I was. Um, it might have been. I might have been nineteen. Then. Yeah, no, no. I, I was nearly nineteen because I remember. I, I've got it all in the Facebook memories. I was definitely eighteen, and I was nearly nineteen because yep. I remember when we had that birthday party at my nunna's house yeah um we were living because we got a roommate's photo yeah so i know before i was 19 we were moving out and it was yeah. it always comes up in my memory so how that happened is obviously my mum and dad separated um when i was about 18 and my mum went and lived with her mum my dad went to live with him like no one wanted to stay there and they were going to go but dad wanted to keep the house and then i come up with the idea and everyone was in a thing <laughs> brilliant idea <laughs> I, I reckon like you might say that was a stupid i that I learned a lot about myself in that time. I had fun, man. Yeah. That was that was some of the funnest years of my life. Like, oh, I was crazy and like some of the stuff was crazy, but I learned a lot about myself. Like, you know, I was 18, 19, learning how to be an adult with 
four other guys doing the same thing and it was oh, different dynamic and I remember hitting his all up we all said boys we can live here got a good deal like you know we're just paying my dad like you know we're not going for a real estate or yeah. nothing like that and it was a four bedroom home nice prime spot in St. Clair and Oh man, it was like a frat house, eh? Like oh. we used to have every weekend. Like who wants to come over for drinks? We'd party, a drinking game. There were different people over every week, and it was it was cool, man. It was it was fun. I look back. Uh, Facebook memories is a big one for this. <laughs> yeah, it's always I, in there, man. I, I I always go back, and there's always stuff there. The other day, I opened up my Facebook memories, and there was a status saying, "Who wants to come over for an orgy tonight?" <laughs> <laughs> Which never happened. But we'd have we'd have people no, over. There was. Oh, okay. Yeah, was, uh, no, not orgies. There was some time to, like, you know what I mean. You get some, some drinking games. And, bro, we used to get some, oh, we used to get some random people come over, bro. Because at the time, like, I worked at Macca, so I had a lot of my Macca's yeah. come around. You have a lot of your friends around. And we met a lot of friends from that house, eh? Yeah. Well, the amount of people that I meet recently, like, in the last few years, and some of them say, I know you. And I'm like, how the fuck do you know me? Like, uh, uh, more lately now than often, it was, it's about the Supercoach podcast because, like, uh, all the guys we're meeting play Supercoach, no NRL. But apart from that, they know me because they've been to our old house in St. Clair. Oh, really? And, and there was this one, I went to a wedding and I was talking to this couple and they, they Do you were, know what his name was? What their name was? Because uh, that means I would know who they are. Yeah. Like, uh, that's crazy. Alicia. Oh yeah, okay. I'll, I'll blurp that out. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, okay, yeah. But like, apparently, she came over to our St. Clair house, and yeah, because of the I, girls I, we used to hang with at Matt. Oh, I used for Maccas. Yeah, yeah, okay. That makes yeah, sense. and we just used to have so many different people over there every weekend. It, yeah. I mean, you had to be there. You had to be there. We we're probably talking it up more than it was, but oh, we fucking a lot of people would have similar stories that they'd resonate with. But, but it yeah, was awesome because my mate, one of the mates we we're talking about, he worked at a chemist. And that house, he used to get all different types of things for us that we would experiment with. <laughs> it's not really bad, but yeah. It was, um, looking back, fuck, dangerous, eh? Yeah, yeah but look, everyone goes through those Yeah, stages. of course. Like, some people don't, some people are a bit more straight edge, but everyone has a different perspective in life. And as I said, we were all like 18, between 18 and 20. So we were yeah. in like, you know growing up in a sense and I think that lasted for what maybe two years and then um, at one point there was four of us we got a fifth person in uh, which <laughs> in was, a four bedroom house yeah we had a fifth person in which is pretty crazy because and then after that a couple of them split up and at one point it was just me and you left and I got uh, which was a whole big saga I got yeah. one of my mates who actually one of my only friends that I went to high school with and he actually ended up becoming best mates with my brother so then we yeah. rekindled and through there we used to go out and party and there was nowhere else to go and it was freezing. So we just come in and we had a house to hang out in and that kind of caused a bit of a divide between our other mates that we lived yeah. with. But looking back at that now, I was a mate that was in need of a place to stay and although we put it to a vote and my vote lost. And I remember saying, oh, like, uh, yeah, it might have been a bit of a scumbag, but I said, you know, it's my dad's house. Sorry, I'm pulling <laughs> this card. I'm just asking you to be nice. I'm pulling you in. You need somewhere to stay. And I know a few other people didn't like that and they left because of that. But you stayed the whole time. 
And you were always a good sport because we used to party when you were We'd party late. Like, oh. Party so late. And you were always such a good sport. Like, well, sometimes you come like, Mike, come on. I'm like, oh, shit, sorry. And nah, because, uh, <laughs> like, like, I wanted to join in sometimes, but, bloody, I'd work at 6 yeah, o'clock. Yeah. I was working every every time. I work weekends all the time back yeah. then. So. And there were some times where you did join in. Yeah. Sometimes. And you're still, you know all my mates yeah. now that I hang yeah. with because no, of those co- times. They're, co- they're cool. Yeah. And um, what they... I remember once me and my wife now we were we were staying over, <laughs> and um, we woke up at like five o'clock because there was people <laughs> coming back from like a festival or something. Yeah, yeah, and it was so loud. We had to go back to her parents' house to to <laughs> sleep for the rest of the night because it was so bad. But like we had that option, so yeah, I, 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 like. Yeah. Actually, everybody had that option because everyone has. It's not like everyone was estranged from their parents. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like you, some of you guys just chose not to live in there at the house at the time yeah. for certain individual reasons. Where and there were some that like actually needed a place to stay and they yeah. did it for more space and just just to do something different. And um, no, I look back at that and uh, the hygiene obviously probably wasn't there <laughs> at the time. <laughs> and we used to have a lot of fights in house. Yeah, we used to have a lot of arguments because people weren't doing this, people weren't doing that, and I used to get fed up because I felt like I used to do a lot to the fact that I didn't want to do anything anymore. And obviously, uh, I think sometimes we used to clash in that because obviously, yeah, it was my family home, so. Um, it was hard for you to let go of and like... Yeah, well, that's a house. Not, not necessarily let go of, but like treat it the way four teenagers would treat it. Yeah, because <laughs> we had a good... That house was fully furnished yeah. with all stuff. So like at the same time, I had a duty of care, which, you know, yeah. after the house, that, like, you know, dad was fuming. Like that house was... It was bad. It was fucked. Like it was... So, I'm sorry for my it was, it was filthy. Like it was bad. Um, but he ended up redoing up the house anyway. So all good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks amazing now. I yeah. remember the same box of cereal being there for the whole time I was there. I remember once we um, – there was a photo on our Facebook where we had a fridge, uh, like the, in the fridge, like what was in there, and all it was was drink and butter. Yeah. So there was like juice and one thing, alcohol. I'm like, bro, we, I, what, we didn't eat. <laughs> we, we didn't. Well, like the, the fridge had nothing in it. I remember very rarely we cooked dinner. Like I remember every now and then like I cooked like spaghetti meatballs. Because I said, we're, we're learning. Like, we're, we're learning, bro. Oh, how do we survive? Oh, Jesus like, Christ. It was, it was good times. Yeah, no, back then, did not care about health, didn't go to the gym <laughs> no, or no, anything. No. We, we loved to go in the park and playing footy, though. Yeah, we well, loved even back then, we were bigger than we used to have the tennis courts at the back. We used to go play tennis sometimes, mm. and we had a, um, like, not a park, but it was like a reserve at the back of our house, mm. so it was, it was a good spot. It was handy. I remember we went to a park and had, like, 10-on-10 10 10 rugby league match. Yeah, yeah, they, they were fun one, in St. Mary's. It was very good. Uh, one of the guys tackled... My brother and he dislocated his, his knee. knee. Oh, yeah, that was pretty bad. Gruesome. Yeah, uh, it was <laughs> pretty bad. Um, so <laughs> I guess, yeah. So summing up that house, it was it was a good time. It was a good time. I think it was a pivotal point for me. Like I had that party said to learn a lot. Like I feel like it was a pivotal point in my life. Yeah. Like I learned a lot from that time, and you know, my parents just broken up, so it was me. Like kind of like, oh yeah, I'm. Not like obviously I could have gone and lived with them, but it was like me in a sense, like you know, out of my own kind of you know, like. Just do something different. Like I remember, I was you know obviously just come out of school, so I was going into work. Yeah. First full time job. I was manager at Macca's at the time at eighteen. So, um, yeah, I was working a lot too. So it's, it was a pretty crazy time in my life. But um, yeah, it was a pivotal point in yeah, my life, and we, we become good friends from that. And yeah, stopped becoming friends with some of them from that. But uh, but it, not really. No, not really. At the same I just time. don't hang out with yeah. them all the time. Yeah. But whenever I see them, I'm still and good not, mates. Not as close as you never forget those but times. At the same time, like times. look back at all the friends we had then. Like there, there's only a s- select few that 
like there was friends back then that I thought I'd be friends with like for life. Yeah, and I haven't spoken yeah. to them in years. Like yeah, hundred percent. Like you know your Jordos and like and it's, oh yeah, Jordos a weird one because he like he pops was, in and from out. Mac like, he was my best friend, yeah, and then I got into Oz Tag and I started becoming mates with him again. Like yeah, it was some weird ones, but even like with the mates now, like I'm in a group of twenty, and uh, about half of them we were. Like mates back then, they were coming yeah, over, yeah. and um, even back then, we used to have like twenty or something people coming over, and we're still there's maybe twenty five percent of us left that hang out together. Yeah, uh, a lot of them like would, and that's just life. It's like it's hard. Everyone like look at the age we are at now. People get married, they have kids. Yeah, like, things people move. Like it's hard to keep people together. Brandon Laws, bloody yeah. Uh, we, there was still still some random ones, bro. And that, I know these to you guys listening at some <coughs> names, but. Ah, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's crazy, crazy part Well, of back life. in that time, I was aspiring to be a rapper. <laughs> yeah, and, I forget um, about that. Yeah. I, I, to I, you guys that don't know. See, uh, we've got to do an episode on you too. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, um, but I you. was aspiring to be a rapper and, like, we'd always make music. Parodies. And I'm pretty sure this is where, like, or the the creation side of like this is how the podcast has come because we've always done this sort of stuff. Yeah, we used to do videos on YouTube, They're, which are now sent embarrassing one, as fuck. I, I sent one the other day. It's a it's a uh, YouTube channel called The Broders. Yeah, which was we used to call ourselves The Broders at the time, and pretty gay when I look back at it now. Yeah, but. and what we did is we did little skits, and it was just all our friends. There was no purpose to it, but it was just us. Doing things because we used to back at the time, like you know, like Janoskians and all those kind of guys yeah. that would um do all those YouTube things. And I guess you you, you loved all that kind of shit, so uh, we just do yeah. it like that, and we just kind of had a bit of fun with it, bro. That's what we would do in our pastime, like yeah. after school, and that that's what we do in our free time. And bloody dancing at um Narangingi and stuff. That, that <laughs> video actually got some views, man, it, because Gangnam it, Style was huge at the time. Yeah, we did a Gangnam Style parody and. It got yeah. a, no, it only got a thousand views, which, which was huge for us. <laughs> it was huge that for was us at the huge. time. Like, come on, like we never. I'm not talking massive, but like you know, big for an yeah. eighteen year old. Yeah, did some crazy shit there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? I can cut this out if you want. No, go. Okay. Do you, I've I've never told anyone this. Yeah. Do you remember we kissed? Do you reckon people judge us? Yeah, I don't find that weird. I've kissed half my mates now, bro. No, we tongue kissed. The what? I don't remember that. Because <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to get with some girls, and we're playing oh, truth. Oh, we're yeah. playing truth or yeah, So we yeah. used to do, but that was always tactically like it wasn't like we're both. He's married. Like we're we're, yeah. we're both. No, no, we're both straight. But um, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, we did things. Yeah, we're damn. We, we, we did we some do it, stupid shit. But like we that. did that to progress with the girls at the time, which yeah. you know. No brainer because it worked. It would work. <laughs> yeah, it worked. It, it worked. Yeah, hundred percent. But so, yeah, I mean, sometimes sometimes it wouldn't. It no, depends on who what? you were because there was guys in our group who but would do would. the same thing. Never yeah. had a chance. Eighteen to twenty-one year olds. We used to get some good-looking girls over at yeah. the time, and yeah, like we have our own place. People would come there and they'd feel comfortable because there was no parents there because it was a group of mates, and, and it was kind of like you, a it was a halfway house. You know, basically. we got a spa. The girls were very happy to take their clothes off. After this episode, we have to. You gotta remember which girls they are. I'm getting too old. I remember this. I, I do remember we had a lot of good times in the spa because I remember attaining that spa. Do you remember how we obtained that spa? It was actually nah. uh, Nick got that spa and it was yeah. on Gumtree and it was like, come pick it up and you get it for a hundred bucks. We just had to take it down a two-story set of oh, stairs and that spa was awesome. We got it for nothing. Like this was like a two-grand I'm spa pretty sure I was nothing. working. Yeah, I must you have come been working with Errol Sin in the spa out the back. Because yeah. I would have had no interest in getting a spa. Nah, but, but as soon as Nick said it, I was like, hell yeah. And that spa, hell yeah. that spa had a lot of chemicals 
human chemicals yeah, in it. We used to go like, clean it and shit. But, <laughs> yeah, of course. But it was, it was good because it just added, because it was basically, as I just said, it was like a halfway house and it yeah. was like a bachelor. And I was like, yeah, that's what it was like. And we used to always put things in there and say, <laughs> we used to play, we used to have a feud with the, the next door neighbour. Uh, Russell we, Fentington. Fentington, we used to play tennis in the backyard. We used to do uh, play tennis, cricket. 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 We used to back our cricket pantries. Oh, we used to do a Bowling lot. full pace at the fence. <laughs> yeah, and he used to get the shit because it backed into his fence and we'd do that and, um, I think it just used to piss him off because we had a field out the back of yeah, our house nah, and we were in this little backyard just going boop. Lots of, um, lots of arguments and stuff, but uh, we got over that and, I mean, life is pretty busy for yourself now. Um, yep. You worked at Macca's, then you worked at Guzman's. You, Glory Jeans in between you that. You did a stint at Glory Jeans yeah, so. and now what are you doing? You're doing some asphalting. Yeah, yeah. So started at 14, got into Macca's, loved working when I was younger. I know, crazy. Uh, so worked as soon as I could. As soon as I was 14, I had a job. Actually, the reason I got a job was at Tanker High School, I used to be like in a lot of leadership groups and they asked me um, if you wanted to come into um, – they go, your service is amazing because I was doing like some servicing. And then from there, she goes, come in and you got a job at Macca's. So I got a job at Macca's. Uh, I was really good at it. So after 18, I got offered a management role. After I got the management role, um, I did that for a while until it really uh, – when I started to party with these other guys – I was working every weekend, and when when you get good at Macca's, um, you're working all the primetime shifts, so Friday night, Saturday, I had no life. Um, So I got out of the Macca's game, but still stayed in retail, because that's all I knew. Uh, Become a restaurant manager at Glory Jeans, done a year of that, didn't like just the coffee side, so got back into food, um, and did Guzman or Gomez, and I store managed that for three years. Uh, that, that was fun. It was good. I even at one point I, used to, uh, um, I did like a three month role in that, and I was called the Fry Guy. So, <laughs> a fun fact to anyone that loves Guzman's, I was actually I launched um, fries for all the Guzman Gomez in New South Wales. So I trained all the franchises because it was a big move for them. Yeah, they never done fries. So I used to run a, I did a workshop. Um, they'd come into a store and I'd like in a room like this and I would um, teach and train them on how to use fries and then I was like a food inspector I'd randomly pop up in their store without them knowing it oh my I'd god go and I'd try their fries and that was, it was such a fun job for three months because I was 22 doing that bro and because of all my Mac's experience they got me to do it and that's all these like nacho fries and that yeah I launched all that stuff which was crazy and it was a it was, it was a fun time and then I got to the point where I'm like you know what I don't have a life. I'm over retail. I wasn't happy with how much I was getting paid with all the time that I'm putting in. Because when you're a store manager, you're on call 24-7. Yeah. Like I had a time once when I was working at Guzman's, I had a bit of a big weekend and one of the Mexicans called me, hey, um, the, <laughs> one of the, the Mexicans? <laughs> yeah, well, they were. Uh, Colombian, to be more exact. Uh, the fries on fire. I'm like, oh, what do I have to do with this? And uh, I was the store manager of uh, West, uh, West uh, in um, – under the Eiffel, not Eiffel Tower, the Centrepoint Tower in Western yeah. Sydney, and I was at that one, so I was working pretty far there, and um, I had to deal with that, and like I was just, I was just sick of dealing with that kind of stuff. And my brother was in Ashfield at the time. My dad's also an Ashfielder. They both did it together, and I hit my dad. I said, "I'm so unhappy. I'm over this. I know it's a big career jump. Like I've got no experience. I've never done any construction." But I said. Uh, what do you think? And he goes, it's funny enough, I've got a role that I think you'd be perfect at because I'm really good at managing. So I went over there managing trucks, doing the paperwork on on the on the field. It's called yeah, Quality Assurance. And since then, I've been assuring for four years. Uh, that's why I miss the podcast a lot because we don't have a finish time. It's, yeah. not, it's not a six or two job. It's 6 a.m. and you finish when the job finishes. And because our job is we're waiting for trucks to get the road out, we're waiting for trucks to put the road in. Like there's just so much waiting involved that but it's a job where I make all my money from overtime yeah. and I work a lot of weekends and I never I don't say no to many weekends because 
overtime. I do rails on the weekends when I, when I, when I can. So I do that. Done that for four years, and it's not the best job in the world, but I like it. it pays the bills, like it's pretty well paying job, and yeah, I like it. It's better. I get a bit more life. It's optional work weekends. Yeah. I feel like I'm more in control. Like I'm working a lot, but I feel I have a choice. Like I'm a yeah. bit more in control. The retail industry is just. It, you don't want to be in it if you're a yeah it's it, it's it's hard like it, it pays a lot better now yeah but uh, I feel like you know oh, it pays I'm, very good yeah I'm, I'm I'm very I feel like I'm I'm good in that kind of things and like one day I might like if I'm doing well have like a little boost or a little side thing yeah there. I feel like I could do that but um yeah that's that's what I'm doing at the moment and just yeah progressing through that uh, operate machinery. Well, very for good for people that listen. That's um a little insight into yeah, yeah. into why he misses and I feel like I feel like. It's very hard to come across a job where you can be available at the same time every week. So yeah, Maccas. Or we used we never used to skip a beat, and that's because with Maccas, because I as I said, I was working on the busy shifts. Yeah. I'd get the Monday Tuesdays off yeah. all the time. Well, with me, I was working Aldi at the time, and Tuesday night was a busy. It was like a busy like change overnight for specials and stuff. So. We used I, to do I, Wednesdays. We used to do Wednesdays because yeah. I could never do Tuesdays, which was yeah. it was it was pretty bad. Like. You miss a full day for worth of listens, really. Yeah, that's why we got such a big panel because we do this and we like to commit to this. But at we the all same work. Time, yeah, and that's a priority. Like as we said, we're not doing this for money. Um, so you know, realistically, we you've got to prioritise those kind of things. All right. Um, before we finish up, who's winning the comp this year? I said it to you in the car, and I might have a bit of you know my pen of cap on here, but um. I think we can do three, Pete. I think it'll be a harder season for them this year because they, they're yeah, the other teams are playing better. But we had a shaky start. We're sitting at the top of the table, and we have experience. Come that time, we're starting to find these guys that can fill in to replace these other. So I feel like I feel like we can do the three, Pete. I feel like we've got it in us. Um, if we don't, and I'm wrong, I think. Do I think the Broncos can do it? No, I don't. I don't it's it's. To, uh, I'm going to say Souths. If we can't do it, Souths can. And I think Broncos is maybe the smoky. Maybe. I think it's yeah. It's me asking you this question, so I, I'll take you your answer. But I yeah. think um I think Rabbitohs is is a good one if yeah. it's not Penrith. Yeah, but I, I I believe in my side, and a lot of people don't. Because Penrith have become the new oh, Melbourne look- Storm that people just love to hate them, and that's fine. <clears throat> look at Penrith though, like. Letting in no points week to week. Top of the table. Yeah, uh, I know. We're equal with Brisbane right now. They've got two games on us. But look at that defence, man. Daily M, player of the year. I said at the start of the year, Cleary, and it sucks now with this injury. It's going to be harder for him to get it. But um, uh, I kind of agree with one of your takes in Cody Walker or a Smokey could be someone like... um. Actually, I'm going to say Payne Haas. Payne Haas keeps polling every game he plays. It'll be him, Sean Johnson, or Cody Walker. But... I'm going to say Payne Hart. Do you think Nico Hines has a chance of backing up as well? Yeah, but he doesn't play uh, bottom eight sides every week and he sucks against the bottom eight uh, sides. So Jesus. He, he, he'll go close, but uh, they're really bad against top sides. So yeah. They've got a pretty nice run to end the year. Though. I really like the Sharks as a premiership contender, but the last few weeks too, nah, it's too much. Um, I think they'll come finals time. Just before we finish, I want to get an actual live reaction before you look at team lists. Greg Marju out. Are you kidding? Yeah. You're kidding. Why? Missed the team bus, apparently. So what? He's going to be out. It's frigging Tuesday. Yep. Well, I've got I've got extra numbers. It's fine. But now it's like, 
It's annoying, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 100% because he's he's only like 17% owned or something like that and 130 last time. Definitely out, not even in the 20... He's not named. Is it because the coaches got angry at him? Um, well, I've been looking at it while while you've... um. Let's have a look. Jack John's net nah, not in the 22 at all. Fuck's sake. Man, I thought you were going to do something good for the reaction. <laughs> All right. Cheers for coming on, Mikey. Um, I, I think it was only fitting that you were the first episode um, moving on from the Mike and Sav show to the Supercoach experience. Um, whilst you've been out more than you've been in, um, you're still a big part of the show. Yeah, 100%, man. And I forever will be. Um that's why we've got a big panel now. We've explained it so we can all do those things. And it's it's cool because, you know, uh, we're all pretty close due to this podcast. And we realistically, we out back to the podcast. And the fact that we started it, it's like, um, oh, who's, who's a really popular combo? It's like, you know, back in the day, like Fatty Vorden and Sterlo. And I feel like <laughs> if you're going to split them up, like, you know, you can't. Yeah. It's their foundation on the footy show. Oh. So, like, that's... No, nah, better... I feel like they, they are split up at the moment, though, Yeah, right? no, but, like, you know, back when you were thinking that, like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like that happening or... Oh, this Hindy and good Fletch. Rock, Hindy and Fletch. Yeah. Like, it's like uh, trying to replace Fletch. With, yeah, like, you know, they, they work well as a duo. They started their thing together. So, it's, it's, it's the same thing, realistically. Yeah. So, um, yeah, whether or not I can be on it as consistent as what, you know, I'll, I'll still be around and... I'm never giving up Supercoach. <laughs> oh, exactly. I think our podcast has a good model where it's just like we just got a few people that everyone's gotten used to listening to and it doesn't matter who's available that week because they'll be happy to listen. Yeah, and it might sound cocky, but to end on that, I, I truly believe that um, another one of us will take it out in the coming year. And I always said it to myself, I truly believe I can win it one day. And I feel like if you can't, like, you know, that's, that's my goal, and I yeah. truly believe I've got it in me. Whether or not I'll do it anytime soon, I'm only young. I can do it. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think um, a, a, a lot of the winners, like Timmy was 37 when he won. We're only not even 30. Yeah. I'm 30. You're 29. 29, yeah. Deck was um, young. Declan was young. Um, well, young but all the other well. winners have been old, like Wilfred. doesn't mean that a young guy can't win it. No, it, do- it, it, yeah. it doesn't, but it means you're going to be playing for a long time. Yeah. And yeah. you've got ample chance to do it just don't get stuck in old habits i feel like a lot yeah. of the old super coaches kind of get stuck in bad that's old what's habits. good about this season because there's a lot of different changes with the buyer it's like a nice uh, medium of it yeah. all right thanks for coming on mikey um Jeez, we have our you. other show to record now but um thanks for having me on it was, it was a good chat thanks for listening to episode one